You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. I want to see all brothers in the house. Brothers, if you're here, say hey, hey. We got a free breakfast for you. Fluffy French toast. Chicken sausage. Omelets. You like omelets? Shrimp and grits. We're preparing for your presence. Let's show up and watch God show out on our behalf, okay? And then on March the 1st, amen, amen. You excited? I think God is going to meet us in this place. We're going to have our first midnight cry of this year. A midnight cry, prayer and prophetic hour, kings and queens united. I believe this house is going to be packed. Because there are those of us who want to hear what it is that God is saying to us as a people, as a community. Amen. And I'm asking for every household to participate in this giving effort on this night with a $100 unity seed. We believe in God as a result of our presence and participation in this giving experience. We're going to experience the spirit of unity in our households like we've never experienced before. Amen. We're releasing our faith in intangible terms and attaching that faith to our tangible seed and trusting God to do something supernatural on our behalf. Amen. Bishop is giving the instruction. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying and follow what the Spirit is guiding us to do. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise. Turn your Bibles to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. I will be continuing my three-part sermon series entitled, Now or Never is Time to Come Together. Were you all blessed last week? Were you enlightened and challenged on last week? Amen. Joshua chapter 24. And I'm going to read verses 14 and 15. I want to say God bless you and thank you for everyone who is streaming live on today. On our social media platforms, we bless God for you. Joshua 24, verse 14 reads, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. On this morning as Holy Spirit should guide, I'm going to teach from this theme and topic the fight for the black family. 
the, the fight for the black family. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, in case you don't know or not, we are in a fight for our family. Say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm up for the fight. Say, neighbor, the enemy can't have my son. The enemy can't have my daughter. The enemy can't have my spouse. Say, I'm up for the fight. Say, bring it on, devil. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Impact Nation, <clears throat> when black men and women come together in love, respect, unity, and divine order, we build households, communities, families, and children that will dominate in any domain. Spiritual, intelligent, gifted, and strong, we are the enemy's worst nightmare and God's dream for us come true. Black men, black women, because we were meant to complete each other, when we compete against each other, we cut in half our capacity to create and dominate. Can I say that one more time? Black men, black women, because we were meant to complete each other, when we compete against each other, we cut in half our capacity to create and dominate. The Bible says in Genesis 1 and 28, and God blessed them. And God blessed them. God declared his goodness and favor upon Adam and Eve. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that creeps or moves upon the earth. In essence, we must understand that we have been blessed by God to overwhelmingly win when we work together. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we've been blessed by God to overwhelmingly win when we work together. Now open up your mouth and scream, the spirit of unity and the favor of God is upon my family. I need for some mother, I need for some father, I need for some husband, I need for some wife to open up your mouth and say with me to the spirit of unity and the favor of God is upon my family. That's a powerful proclamation. Maybe you don't think you should stand up and let the heavens know and decree in the earth. Open up your mouth one more time and say the spirit of unity and the favor of God is upon my family. 
The enemy can't have my children. The enemy can't have our future. The enemy can't mess with my finances. Why? Because we are unified and the favor of God is upon my family. As a matter of fact, the spirit of God and the spirit of unity and the favor of God is upon my name. What's your last name? Put your last name in the atmosphere. Open up your mouth and spit it in the atmosphere. Favor is on the Jones household. I wish I could decree it for the Jackson household or the Bryant household or the Nelson household, but you got to open up your mouth and do like Joshua said. As for me and my house, we're going to be unified and we're going to walk in the favor of God and ain't nothing that the devil in hell can do about it. I hear Holy Spirit saying, when you get sick of it, you'll stop taking it. See, your problem is you ain't tired enough. Your problem is you ain't been hurt enough. When you get sick of it, when you get tired of it, you will stand up and say like, Papa, I've stand all eyes can stand and I can't stand no more. I'm going to walk in my authority and put the devil the hell out of my house. You ain't, you ain't tired enough. My, my baby brother, I love him dearly. Um, every now and then, he has gout flare-ups. Right, gout, you know, gout. He says it's a painful thing, bless God, I don't have it, thank you, Jesus. But, but, but every now and then, he would have gout flare-ups. And one time, I was living in Jacksonville, and he came limping in my daddy's office at the church. I said, man, what's wrong with you? Bro, I'm just having a gout flare-up. I said, well, go sit down somewhere. He said, no, I'm about to go over here because auntie, she um, fried some shrimp. I said, well, your toe ain't hurting bad enough. If you still willing to take in the very thing that's causing you pain. See, when you get sick and tired of the enemy messing with you, you'll start biting your bottom lip. And see, everybody in this house, I ain't got to sit down, but you know, you know what that means. That means back up. You ain't going to keep fooling with me. I'm about to put these hands on you. And when you begin to put praise on the devil, when you begin to put worship on the devil, when you begin to put your faith on the devil, it's the equivalent of you doing this in the spirit. Suck on you. I'm tired of you. And I'm going to fight with you with my faith. Not with flesh. Not with blood. Not with a bad attitude. Not with complaints. But with my faith, with my positive faith confession, I didn't mean to get off on that. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I came to let the devil know it's time for him to take his hands off my house. Because as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. If you're going to serve the Lord with your household, give God praise in the house. The spirit of unity... And the favor of God is upon my family. Family is defined as a group primarily consisting of parents and children living together in a household. There are different types of families. Two-parent homes, single-parent homes, blended families, and families with elderly parents living in the home. No matter the details of your family dynamic, when your family is unified in godliness, the favor of God will be in your house. 
Can I say that one more time? No matter the details of your family dynamics of the class, when your family is unified in godliness, the favor of God will fill the house. Open up your mouth and say, I want the favor of God to fill my house. That's why the enemy fights so adamantly, Wanda, against the family, in particular, the black family. Based on shocking statistical data and the visible society and ethical collapse in our community, we as an ethnic group are in crisis to the detriment of the black family. I'm going to share these statistics with you again because you've got to get this in your spirit to the point in which you get mad about it. One in every three black men will go to prison in his lifetime. 80% of black babies are born to unwed mothers. Prior to 1960, almost 70% of black Americans were married. Currently, only 29% of us are married, making us the most unmarried ethnic group in the country. We are still the main target of, and victims of systemic racism and police brutality. Here it is. I'm going to say it again. But even worse than that, we are the most divided ethnic group when it comes to black men and black women working, living, loving, and building together. Many black women have been conditioned to believe that they don't need black men. Many of our women don't even care about what we think, but if this is true for you, just know that you're making incomplete decisions with your life, prohibiting you from ultimate fulfillment. I'll say it, I said it before, I'll say it again, a man's logic plus a woman's intuition equals a good decision. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, a man's logic plus a woman's intuition, it equals a good decision. That's why men say this doesn't sound right and women say this doesn't feel right. In essence, we need each other to make the right choices for our communities, our families, ourselves, and our children. Men, you are out of order when you show disrespect to our black women. Watch this. Even when they don't present themselves as being respect worthy. I'll say it again. Men, we are out of order because we are the foundation and because they came from us we are out of order when we disrespect them even when they don't treat themselves as those who are worthy of respect and the best way to handle a woman who does not respect herself is to leave her alone until she does because when you tolerate and deal with it guess what you only empower her in that dysfunctional activity and sisters, you should refuse to marry men who are not husband material. You should love yourself more than, some folk ain't going to like me today, but that's okay. You should love yourself more, sister, than just to settle for breath and britches. Boys who want sex but won't pay bills.
and, and you know at least three people that I'm talking about, they want sex, oh God help me, and they're probably good at it. And see, that's why you should not sleep with men that you're not married to because as women, your body gives off a hormone that attaches you to a man that you sleep with and when he leaves you, your head is messed up. And you sleep with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven men, and by the time you are found by Mr. Right, you have so much, so many Mr. Wrongs on the inside of you that you can't commit to him. See, that's why you got to be careful with your womb. That's why you, I'm going to talk real. We got the kids out of here. They ain't children. That's why you can't let everybody go inside of you. Because when he goes inside of you, he leaves a piece of himself. And some of them are no good. When we, am I helping you? When we unify, we will ensure that our enemy, Pharaoh, is played by his own plot. You have some enemies. We have some enemies. Mark 13 and 13, Jesus says, everyone will hate you because of me. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he may desire. He's devour. Within the confines, here, Bishop, within the confines of our current culture, there are governmental powers that be and satanic societal influencers that desire to oppress and dismantle black families and prevent and annihilate our children. I call the roll. I'm going to do it again because you need to understand who the enemy is. And I know it's not popular to call people's name. I ain't putting nobody on blast who ain't already put themselves on blast. The enemy's new plot. Number one, the massive and disproportionate incarceration of black men. Number two, the objectifying and over-sexualizing of our black women and now even our little black girls through the production and promotion of and pervasiveness of the humanizing ratchet rap music through artists like Cardi B, Sexy Red, Megan Thee Stallion, Glorilla, Black Youngster, and Future. The enemy is fighting against us through the feminizing and emasculation of black men and black boys. And lastly, pitting black men and black women against each other. Look at the neighbor and say, you're not my enemy. So I don't hate you. Can you can, sister, can you find a man, man? Can you find a woman and say, you're not my enemy? We need each other. We came from each other. And if we're going to make it to where God wants us to be, we got to work together because a house or an ethnic group divided against itself will not be able to stand. When you fight me, you fight against yourself. When you fight black men, you fight against your sons. When you fight against black women, you fight against your daughters. When we fight against ourselves, we cannot stand. We see these issues and these challenges and these satanic systems slanted primarily towards us. Why is that? Because the enemy knows if and when we come together, it's over. Slavery couldn't kill us. 
Systemic racism hasn't killed us. We're still standing. We're still thriving. What would happen, Elder Emma, if we ever begin to work together? What must we do, you ask? We must listen to each other. We must respect each other. We must love each other. We must support each other. We must build each other. We must protect each other. We must fight for each other. We must tell the truth to each other from a place of love and respect. We must believe in each other. We must pray for each other. We must lift each other up. There's some keys to building a strong black family that serve as a foundation. Someone scream unity. unity. Someone scream communication. communication. Someone scream vision. vision. Say it again, say unity. unity. Communication. communication. Say vision. vision. Unity. Hey man, we got to be together. This is the place where God has commanded a blessing. Then we got to communicate. We must be clear. The communication must be frequent and it must be respectful and honest. You cannot hold me accountable for what you have failed to communicate. Ooh, that's good, Pastor. <laughs> Wife, I know you've been married to him for 20 years, but there's still some things you got to tell him. Well, he shouldn't know by now. <laughs> we as men are intelligent, but we're simple. We are intelligent, not stupid. Don't, don't, don't get that twisted. But we, we like things simple. All right? right? If, you, if, you, if, you want, if you want purple shoes, tell him. Absolutely. <laughs> Understand? Understand? Um, if you want a green dress, tell him. Don't, don't tell him, well, you, you should know my favorite color is green, and I want You can save all of us. A lot of con confusion and agitation if you just love me enough and respect me enough to help me. Help me. Help me meet your needs. You can't hold me accountable for what you failed to communicate. So we got to unify, we got to communicate, and then we got to have vision. We got to know where we're going and what we're trying to accomplish. You got to understand that those who benefit most from a healthy family are children. And those who suffer the most from an unhealthy family are children. Girls raised in fatherless homes are six times more likely to become pregnant before the age of 18. Fatherless teenage boys are more susceptible to involvement in criminal activities. Teens from single-parent households are more likely to drop out of school, have increased likelihood, and they have an increased likelihood of substance abuse and addiction. Hear this. It's going to be shocking, but you got to hear this. We're going to talk about this in church. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 
85% of all children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes. 85% of all young people sitting in prison came up in fatherless homes. Do, 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 do you see by now? that fathers matter? Do, do you see now if children are going to grow up and be healthy and whole, they need both mom and dad? Most boys who grow up in homes led by single mothers sometimes hear this, Brittany, from the mother, I don't need a man. From the daughter, I don't want a man. From the son, I don't want to be a man. If you are a single mother and you're raising boys, be careful of how you talk about his daddy. Because he doesn't have anything to do with the relationship of your choice. You knew his daddy was trifling because before you slept with him. You knew he wouldn't hold down a job, but because the sex was good, you gave him access to the cookies. And now you're treating that boy like the daddy you detest, and it ain't his fault. And he grows up hearing, I don't need a man. And the daughter now says, I don't want a man, and now the boy says, I don't want to be one. And you send him out into a world to try to talk to my daughter. And this is primarily a problem in our community. And Tina, these are conversations that we got to have, Elder Wayne, in church. I refuse just to come in here and just shout you and, and, and take up offerings and not deal with the things that are tearing down and destroying our families. I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. Can I talk to you? I got to say it again, A.T., 54% of black men, Lori, are single and childless. 30% of us are married and live with our children. 16% of us are the ones responsible for impregnating 80% of unwed mothers. So there is a very large percentage of black women who are giving 16% of irresponsible black men access to their womb. And I ain't lying, because the truth be told, most people 
who are baby mothers, baby mamas, their baby father has multiple baby mamas. So, so we ain't out here just rolling being irresponsible with our seed, but we need for our women to be more accountable with your womb. Everybody doesn't deserve access to your womb. It, it represents hollowed ground that should only house worthy seed. And when you begin to think more of your womb, men will begin to think more of you. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I'm going to say it. Some men don't deserve to have sex. <laughs> Let me come over here. Some men don't deserve to have sex. Because if you're irresponsible, you won't, you won't pay bills. If, you dis, if you're disrespectful, if you're not going to father that child, if you're not going to respect that woman, as a matter of fact, sex was designed for marriage. Now, you don't have those conversations in church no more because you got a lot of, of y'all sitting up in here having sex with folk you ain't married to. Ooh, did he just say that? Yes. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And then you're out here living with, with the person. Sweetheart, if, if you're good enough to play house with, you're good enough to make a house with. And see, women have, give access to sex. Men give access to relationships. And if you deprive him of the sex, he's more likely to give you a lasting relationship. See, y'all, you don't, you don't, see, 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 he, he won't make you a wife simply because you're playing wife. Hey, we talking about, I got to talk about it. He won't make you a wife simply because you're playing wife, right? What you got to do is play hard to get. Oh, I ain't scared of you. Trying to help you. Why, why, would, why would he marry you when he's already getting everything for free? Why? I'm, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to help. I'm, I'm giving you game, sister. I'm trying to help you. Why would he marry you if he's already getting everything for free? Because it's not until he says, I do to you, that he's truly responsible for you. Because at any given time, he can walk away. And some of the brothers get mad because I'm peeping your game. You know, I love you too. And, and this is what happens, Lord. This is what happens. This is what happens. You will, you, will, you will date him. You will live with him for four years. And then try to pressure him into marrying you. And he'll walk away and marry the other one in six months. Why? Because she had a standard and you didn't. Ooh, men marry standards, not sex partners. If you want to lock him down, set up a standard. If you want to hold on to him, tell him he got to hold out until you put a ring on it. 
Y'all ain't talking. I don't care. <laughs> Look at him and say, neighbor, this is blessing me. We got to, Lord, why you do them like this? We got to, we got to, we got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. We got to, we got to love each other. We got to respect each other. We got to hold each other accountable. Don't let your son walk around with his pants sagging. Well, that's just how the boy's doing it. You better pull your pants up. As long as I'm buying your pants, you can wear a belt with them. Don't allow your daughters to listen and your sons to listen to everything. As a matter of fact, you need to have the password to all their social media accounts. I'm going to be your first friend on Facebook because I got to see what you're putting up there. Because as for me and my house, we don't post foolishness. We don't follow people who ain't worthy of being followed. Y'all ain't going to talk to them. Uh oh, I'm about to mess you up now. You in my house, you don't get to determine if you're going to church today. Okay, you don't want to go to church? Well, you don't eat today. How about that? <laughs> because as for me and we going to serve. I don't care what you're doing down there in the Blueberry household. In the Jones household, we go to church. In the Jones household, we pray. We serve and seek God. As for me and my house, guess what we're going to do? We're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Wake up, church. The family is under attack. Oh, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about these roles. Elder Emma. Husbands, fathers, we are the source. We are the sustainer. My wife gets great pleasure out of telling me what her last name is. I said, well, baby, why you, why you, why you drink the last bit of Kool-Aid out of my cup? What's my last name? <laughs> baby, how you, how you just going to take my card and use it? You don't tell me. What's my last name? So when we go to bed at night, and I'm feeling a little frisky, I ask her, what's your last name? Because that thing works both ways, baby. Hey! <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Husbands, fathers, we are the source. We are the sustainer. And listen, as long as God is your source, your supply will never run out. Yeah. Yeah. See, and so many times as men, as husbands and fathers, we take our eyes off of our source and put our eyes on the container or the thing that is holding the source, your bank account. Come on, talk about your own. So, but when your eyes are on the source, he'll keep replenishing. He'll keep refilling. Why? Because he has called you to be the sustainer, the backbone, and the one who gives to your family. 1 Corinthians 11 and 3 says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Now we're talking about particularly in the confines of marriage, all right? 
So, 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 brother, in order for her to be able to totally trust you, she must totally believe, guess what, that Christ is your head. All right? So Christ is the head of the church, and Christ is the head of the man, and the Bible says within the context of marriage that the man is the head of the wife. Colossians 3 and 19, about losing people. I come back and get you my clothes. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter with them. Scripture also talks about wives submitting to their husbands. We'll get to that in a minute, but I got to kind of set you up for that because I got to slide into that because I don't want you to just pump the brakes on me. That whole submission thing has got us, makes our cheeks tight, right? Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter with them. Man, it is very difficult for her to receive harshness from you. Because she has an, an emotional wound. Um, and, and, and how you say something to her can really determine if she receives it or not. You can be telling her the truth, but if you say it harshly, it wounds her and she's not able to receive what you're saying into the womb of her emotion. That's why scripture says, husbands, love your wives and be not bitter or hostile toward them or she won't be able to receive what it is that you're trying to give. Husbands, fathers, we are the source, we are the sustainer. Wives, mothers, you are helpers and encouragers. Proverbs 31, 11 and 12 says, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. I trust my wife with my heart because I know that she will never intentionally do harm to me. I'm, I'm, I'm vulnerable with her at times because I know she won't use it against me. I trust her with my heart. Colossians 3 and 18 says, wives, here it is, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as it is fit unto the Lord. Submit yourself as unto your own husband. Oh God, you shouldn't have more respect for your pastor than you do your husband. I, 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 don't, I, I don't want you to treat, your husband, treat me better than treat your husband because what happens is you, 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 you create an enemy with me. Or you do it because the pastor said do it. No. No, do it because the word said do it. And, and I, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you because I know uh, um, uh, women, uh, uh, men are abusive with their hands, right? Women are abusive with their mouth, their tongue. Y'all got a way you can break a brother down, build him up and break him back down before he even gets one sentence out. You've read him, you've made him bleed, and you think just because he's going to silence you won the argument. No, you can win an argument and lose the war. All right? So let me, let me, let me help you. I'm going to give you something real simple, real plain, and real relatable. 
You know how to fix how you talk to your husband? Talk to your husband the way that you talk to your white supervisor. Ooh, this is good. I'm going to take away the mystery for you. I'm going to make it real simple. You know how to talk to your husband with respect? Talk to him the way you talk to Sammy, Bill, Bob. You know how you talk to him with respect? Because you respect that check. That's how you talk to your husband. I ain't scared of you. I'm talking to you, right? Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as it is fit for the Lord. And submission is an attitude. It's a, it's a condition of the heart. Um, I'm going to love you, wife, the way that Christ loved the church mm -hmm. and he loved enough to die for it. That's right. And I need for you to, to submit um, um, not to me unworthily because that whole word submission means I am coming under a mission. Yeah. All right? So, so I am submitting to the mission and the vision that God has given you for the household. It is very hard for her to submit to someone who doesn't have a mission. And sometimes that's why mm, she submits to the church more than she does to you because the church has a mission and a vision. So when you have a mission, now, now listen, this, this, this still does not give you an excuse, wife, to go rogue because ultimately you married him. So what you got to do is pray that God gives him a mission and a vision to, for you to submit to. But you can't go rogue because you still said I do. Yes, indeed. And when you say I do, you did. <laughs> Submission is an attitude. It's a heart condition, not just an action. The enemy is out to take us out, Elder Lori. He sows seeds of discord and negativity to cause addiction, abuse, sickness, barrenness, and death within our families. But our strategy must be to follow God's word and his order for the family. I'm going to give it to you. Say, love God. Love God. Submit, Submit and respect, and respect each, other. each other. See, submission, it, 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 it has a dual effect. Because I can't say that I would die for you and not submit to you. I think that's the greatest submission, don't you? My, my life, my, my submission is unto death. Your submission is just to say yes to making me a sandwich. Make you a sandwich? Better get up and make your own sandwich. If that's your mindset, you're not a wife. Oh, some, some folks won't even look at me no more. Okay, uh -huh. look at me, y'all. Am I lying? Am I lying? And listen, here's the way that you respond to the word. The, the word comes to convict and correct. 
not to condemn. This word should not condemn you. It should be either convicting you or correcting you. And if you're smart enough to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, you will apply this word and experience a better life. Lord have mercy. Are y'all getting something from this today? Love God, submit and respect each other. Communicate effectively. Walk in unity. Teach, train, and tutor children and reproduce after your own kind. How many here have some children who are pretty amazing? Pretty incredible children. Yeah, I know they are because they're your children, right? The best thing you can do for your daughter, father, husband, is to treat their mother how you want other men to treat them. The greatest gift, mother, you can give to your son is to respect his father. Even if you're not married to him, because at the end of the day, it was still your choice. Because you give access to sex. We give access to relationships. Y'all understand class? We good? Any questions? <laughs> now, listen, I want to give you just some samples, and I'm just teaching today. I want to give you some samples for goals for your family. Have a family night, weekly or monthly. Our kids know that every Friday we're going to do pizza and a move. We're going to do something as a family, right? Have dinner together as much as possible. Growing up in my, my father's household, my parents' household, we had dinner together every night. And we talked about what happened in school. We talked about what happened during the day. Have family devotion time every morning at 5 o'clock a.m. My daddy would walk through the house with that thunderous bass voice, get up, it's time to pray. And we would pray together. We would quote scripture together, Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor the strength of the way of sinners, nor the citizenship of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law doth he meditate both day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by his water that brings forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. We quoted that scripture all of my childhood life. And now as a man, I stand in it. Now as a man, I teach those same scriptures to my children. So family devotion time is important. You've got to instill the word of God into your children early. Train up a child in the way that he or she should go and when they're old they won't depart from it. What are you putting in your children? The enemy is putting Cardi B, Sexy Red, Megan Thee Stallion, come on, Future, Glorilla, 
The enemy's putting his seed into them. Are you putting the seed of God's word into them? Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't talking. You got to maintain, and this is for everybody, maintain good health. We got to eat better, black people. I know every now and then, you know, especially on Christmas and Thanksgiving, you got to have some chitterlings and <laughs> collard greens with fat back. Y'all see, you don't know about that. Anybody know about the collard greens? If you, you cook, you know something about that? You put, if, you want, if you want the collard greens to have a good flavor, you got to put some fat back and there's some bacon, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do it no more, but yeah. Yeah. She said, I don't do it no more. Yeah, she'd have got married, now she all grand now. Okay. <laughs> We got we to gotta eat better, right? Um, and then we got to maintain a home that we all can be proud of. I tell my kids, you represent the Jones household. Now, you go out there and act stupid, daddy going to show you how crazy I am. Don't misrepresent this house, right? Present and maintain a family name we can be proud of. Next thing, take a family vacation. Take a family, and listen, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. If you go somewhere and get a hotel with a pool and give your children and your spouse your time, you will have the best time ever as you enjoy each other. And men, we have to make sure that we make these things happen for our family. Start saving now for a vacation in the summer, all right? Next, encourage the highest level of education desirable for every family member. AT and Town know you're going to school. And you're not going to school for the reason of getting a job to work for somebody else. You're going to school for self empowerment. You're not just going to school to get a paper or a degree. You're going to school to learn more about your applied areas so you can dominate in it. Study. Show yourself approved. Workmen need not be ashamed. You ought to be able to write the divide, the real truth, or be able to, to function efficiently in your applied area. So you're not going to be stupid. You're going to get an education. Come on. And I'm not throwing off on people who haven't gone to school. I'm just trying to say, as for me and my house, we have a standard. All right? And then lastly, generate adequate finances to support and educate your family. Don't spend every dime you make. Just because you qualify for it doesn't mean you can afford it. Be good stewards. Put God first in everything that you do and say, even your finances. And God will bless you and your family. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. If Joshua were here today, he would say, yeah, I know what social media influencers are saying. I know what this culture is trying to convince us to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Because at the end of the day, serving God will always produce something supernatural in your life. Is there anybody in this house today who is listening to what Bishop is saying, and you are convinced to do it God's way? You, you desire to do it God's way because you know that when you do it God's way, you experience the God-like result? 
See, you, you can't do it your way and get mad when it doesn't work out. How many of us are upset and mad with God even when we refuse to do it God's way? God's way doesn't fail. I am a living witness. God's way doesn't fail. If there's anybody who's been a part of this church for more than two or three years, you know by now, Bishop is going to obey God. And when you obey God, Elder Emma, you can never go wrong. If you have a desire to obey God, stand to your feet. I'm done. Come on, stand to your feet. Put your hands together and give God praise in the house on today. <laughs> Come on, give him glory. Give him praise on today. I know that I gave some very um, dire data, some shocking statistics, but I believe that the house of God, the church of the living Lord Jesus Christ is the solution. I've been saying for over three years now, the hope of the world is the victory of the church. Open up your mouth and say the hope of the world is the victory of the church. How will the world ever have hope if we don't deal with these issues in the church? This is the house of God where we come to find solutions to the problems of life. We should never conform to this culture. Scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that the good, the acceptable, and the perfect or the mature will of God. Do I have anybody who wants to do it God's way? I know God's way may be challenging. I know God's way may frustrate your flesh. But at the end of the day, God's way produces favor in your life. If you want to do it God's way, raise your hand. If you want to do God's way, raise both your hands, yes, and say, Lord, the desire of my heart is to do it your way. Say, Lord, not my will. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.